Rodgers. Pocket collapses. Hutchinson chases him and gets him. <laughs> from the 32, Aaron Jones in the flat got a good block down a few from Tony, but lost the football and it is recovered by the Lions. <laughs> Goff out of the pocket, taking a shot downfield and free is Raymond. Raymond caught it down inside the one. <laughs> <laughs> First and goal, Williams to the right, to the end zone, to the lead. Detroit Lions touchdown. <laughs> and he ties Barry Sanders for the most rushing touchdowns in a season by a Lion. <laughs> Williams into the end zone. The Lions retake the lead. <laughs> Here's a blitz. Can Rodgers beat it? Big ball downfield, and it is intercepted by Kirby Joseph. Joseph out of bounds around the 45. He's got Rodgers for the third time, and the Packers are in major trouble. The Lions have thrown in a couple of spots here. You'd expect them to run. They do against St. Brown, who pitches it back to Swift, who's on the run. Swift inside the 20 to the 17-yard line. You talk about letting it all hang out. Oh, my goodness. Oh. The season comes down to a snap. And Goff is looking to throw, and he throws it. It's caught for the first down by DJ Shark. You can hear them from all the way in Seattle. <laughs> the Lions have come into Lambeau. And they've knocked the Packers down and out. arm in arm with his buddy Randall Cobb into the sunset through the Green Bay Tunnel. Did you enjoy that more last night or had they gone to San Francisco in week one of the playoffs and gotten pasted by the 49ers? You know, I wasn't sure at first. I had a little uh, pregame conference call with uh, our buddy Big Cat. I texted Big Cat. I go, I said to Big Cat, I go, what What are we looking for here? I uh, Because I was conflicted. I My gut was telling me. But I you wanted, wanted them to lose. I wanted I wanted the Detroit Lions uppercut and a knockout on Sunday night football. That's what my gut was telling me. Because I was thinking the options were you could have more fake hope for Green Bay. You could have them win again. You could have them in the postseason. You could get them have a worse draft pick with another win, and then you could ultimately celebrate their playoff demise yet again and have them lose in the postseason. But, like, it's just too juicy in the final game of the year in Lambeau Field, because they would have had to go on the road, in Lambeau Field, when they had just mustered up some momentum. And, a like, 
it, it, to watch Aaron Rodgers walk off like he did. He with, was getting booed. Was he getting booed? I think there were some uh, boos. I heard some boos. Did you hear some boos? I heard a few boos. Last night was a funeral for him. Like when you listen to the way that NBC was portraying that entire end of the broadcast and like the the fan interaction and stuff like that, it felt like a funeral. $59 million guaranteed for next year. 16 points. In the last three losses to end the season, they have whimpered on Lambeau Field with him. They have not come close to winning because of him. Do you know that they have had three losing seasons in the last six years? No, I, I, yeah, I mean... They were 8-9 this year. Prior to that, they were 13-4, and 13-3, and 13-3, and they were 6-9-1 and one and 7-9 and nine the two years before that, 17-18. and 18. No, obviously, like, they're worse. I didn't know that. I had forgotten that. Right, like you think every year they're thirteen and three, ten and six, right, or you know at least nine and seven back in the sixteen game season days. So you think he's coming back? Because again, this was this is this is him last night. I want to play you this, and the phone number to reach us whether you want to talk about the Bears' number one overall pick. It was a glorious day. Bears get the number one overall pick. They lose to the Vikings. The Texans end up winning, which was huge. Lovey Smith helping the Bears out, beating the Colts on a miraculous last few plays. And then the Packers ending the season, the NFL regular season, on national TV. The highlights, by the way, courtesy of our friends at NBC. Mike Tirico with the call. He was awesome in that game. And then we got to talk about that. The pushing, the Quay Walker play. I mean, that was incredible. And, and Tirico said it best. Like, on a week where, like, a trainer and the athletic staff of the Bills were being called heroes, we're running onto the field of medical staff – and they missed the, the blow to the head um, from Swift that Swift got. Like, you didn't know if his knee, what, how yeah. severe his knee was, and you're pushing the trainer? It wasn't just him. That's after, ridiculous. Yeah. After Mike, him, it, I think it was the, the – uh, who was the other guy, the defensive tackle? He was the rookie. I think he was their other first-round pick. He bumped the, the, the trainer as well it was after like a, Quay Walker did. It was like a ping-pong ball getting uh, – Hit back and forth. He was fortunate he didn't get tossed out. So uh, here's Rodgers after the game. Do you stand on what you want to do next year? I mean, it's a little raw right now. You know, it's just a little bit after the game. So I uh, want to take the emotion out of it and have the conversations and see where the organization's at and see how I feel after some time has passed. Where's the one, Meller, about the carousel? Sometimes when the carousel stops... You got to know when to get off. That was the money bite that I heard after the game, where again, he, like to me, he loves the drama. And I know it's emotional and I know it's raw, like he just said there. But like Waddle said, it's $54 million. $59 million or whatever it is. Guaranteed. And he just does everything possible to, to just to take the spotlight. Look at me, and I'm going to take all the time, and I want it all. It's what you get with him. It's just, uh, so, and I want to play you this, too. This was hilarious. Uh, hat tip to Pat Boyle. Pat Boyle caught this because I was too busy jumping around my room, uh, my bedroom. Was this the Jamal Williams interview? Yes, I missed this because I was too busy celebrating. I saw I saw the crying part of it, the emotional part of it, and then I stepped out of the room and came back, and he was 
taunting people. This was incredible. I have not heard a 180 like this from a crier during an interview to a trash talker with Melissa Stark after the game. Jamal Williams, obviously a former Packer, who is now the heart and soul of the, the Lions. and um, Just broke uh, Barry Sanders' touchdown yeah. record for the Lions. We heard that highlight in the, uh, in the montage that Meller made. So listen to this. So he's crying and he's talking about his grandfather and everything. And then listen, on a dime, on a dime, he goes into trash talking. You set the franchise record. You broke Barry Sanders' record. What does that mean to you? Uh, my great-grandfather died on me. I'll just dedicate this to him. I'll just proud. I'm just grateful to do this for him. My grandfather, he was 92, but I'm just grateful for him to be in my life, and I'm grateful to be able to play football and do this for him. So there's a lot of memories, a lot of emotion happening right now, but I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to play this game for my great-grandfather, and I'm glad that he's looking down on me, and I know I'm making him proud. You said this ball's for him? Yeah, this is for him. Another thing, stop playing us, man. We made we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked their pick the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I gotta say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. <laughs> that was some that was some you know, I mean, with no disrespect, that sounded like some multiple personalities just appeared, didn't it? Stop playing with us. Like what? That was fantastic. I see. I saw the initial part of him talking about his grandfather, and it was touching. And then I left. I walked out of the room. I think it probably went to the bathroom. And I came back. I heard him like, "We're all dogs in this mug." I was like, "What happened?" Because I missed the, inter- the intermediate part of that. What happened there? This is like a I transformation. A dog came out. That's what happened. I don't know. And like I, at the beginning of the night, like we were exhausted. By the way, real quick, interject this. Did you see at the beginning of the game? I don't know if you guys noticed this. You know how the players introduced themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was he doing? What the F was that? I don't know. Do you have that? Mel, you pointed it out to me, too. I got to grab it. No, what did yeah. He do? He went, did you guys hear that? No, 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 I think yeah. everybody was perplexed. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like they, say, they usually say, Tom Waddle. Boston, Boston College. College. Or they'll goof around and they'll yeah. say, like, uh, Tom Waddle, Sharonville High School. Yes. Or they'll... Uh, Sharonville Middle School. Right. Something like that. And he goes... Leader of the Hidden Village of the Dean. Play that again. Swag Leader of the Hidden Village of the Dean. He was a guy that was very entertaining in the hard knocks oh, at the start fantastic. of the season. He's a former Packer, too. Spent his first yeah. four years there in Green Bay. I want to see the Bears. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around his mug. <laughs> like my, my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather. He died on it's me. Like he just flipped and the we're all switch. dogs here. These yeah. guys were all picking the Packers. Um, uh, I heard someone call Chris this morning. Chris Pleck did a great job at 10 to noon. I disagree with him, though. He says he doesn't care if the the Bears are on hard knocks. I would love to see the Bears on the hard knocks because I, I would like to get a peek on how they're run. I don't know if it's all true, and I know that they do have the power to edit stuff out, 
But I'd like to get a better yeah, look at little how inside Justin, look. Yeah, and how Justin Fields at, uh, reacts with his team behind closed doors. How Ryan Poles and how Matt Eberflus is with the team. I would like to get a, a behind the like there there we only get them at the podium. I would like to get a behind the scenes yeah. look with the Chicago I thought, Bears. Listen, I thought it made the Detroit Lions look likable. Yeah, I thought, I thought that you know I mean there was a lot of jokes about the. Biting kneecaps and stuff, but I think we both came away, and I didn't see every episode. Very impressed with the coaching staff that they had put together. Yeah, um, but I thought it humanized those guys quite a bit. Uh, let's go to Nick. I, I got to get back to Big C too. I want to do something when do an experiment with Big C and someone else. Uh, Nick and Garfield Ridge, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Nick? Hey, Sylvie, Tommy, listen, uh, guys. I've been a Bears fan for a while, and me too. I take great pleasure. Whenever the Green Bay Packers lose, because being a Bears fan over the last 25 years, I don't know how many times we beat them, but it's not been many, a couple times maybe. And so whenever the Packers lose, it is definitely a joy. So watching them lose, and I don't like the Lions, I don't like the Vikings, but nothing compares to my hate for the Green Bay Packers. By the way, let me interject this question real quick, you guys. Who do you believe? will be the toughest team to handle in the 2023 season in the division. The Lions. I, I, and again, like things can change with free agency in the draft. That's where I would go as well. I, I mean, the Vikings don't scare me. They don't scare me either. I would say the Lions. I, and again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the bury the, the Packers for good camp. There's still a lot of talent there. But I would say the Lions, to me, would be the team to beat going into 2020. And, and, and none of the three teams now have a quarterback that scare me. Like, I know Goff's playing better football, and he's playing pretty good. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins doesn't scare me, and whoever's quarterbacking the Packers now doesn't scare me. Well, look around the NFC. Tell me how many quarterbacks are scaring anybody. Again, you know who was elected to the Pro Bowl this year? It was Jalen Hurts, Gino. it was Geno Smith, and it was Kirk Cousins. That's, That's why, it's why I think that there's traction in the division, not to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl next year, but certainly to make a bit of a climb if you make good decisions. By the way, a Big Cat texted us, and I told you about it. I texted Big Cat, what do we want happening and, and this and that, and we came to the conclusion that we wanted Detroit to beat them, and we got that. Big Cat then called in to ESPN Milwaukee last night. He, t- he texted you and I. I saw that. And yeah. he goes, hey, by the way, I called in at midnight. And this was his call to the ESPN Milwaukee post game show. Take a listen. Um, now, I thought this could have been somebody because it sounded a lot like when we got trolled earlier in the show that it was this guy. Um, and and he, he tweeted out. He tweeted at you, Tausch. So he, you got a shout out on his on on his show as well. One other time. So we go out to him now. Eight hundred nine. Excuse me. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Boda Box Wine Line. That's where we find. Barstool Big Cat. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, God. <laughs> I just have, listen, I'm coming in peace. I got a couple couple points I just wanted to make. One is uh, I really thought the Packers were ready to make a run. I really do. I thought they were the team that was going to make a run in the playoffs. Unfortunately, they aren't in the playoffs. But it didn't it feel like a little team of destiny going down the stretch? Now, so here's so, the thing. Here's the thing, Big Cat. I was 100% there with you, and then the team that showed up tonight was the team that showed up the previous 12 weeks before they felt like that team of destiny. Brutal, brutal. The other thing I was wondering, I put out a poll on my Twitter. Um, 
had like 50,000 people uh, vote, and I asked for unbiased, unbiased voters only, uh, would you rather have the number one pick or just barely miss the playoffs? And also have a, a quarterback that's going to hold you hostage for like the next six months. Which one would you choose? Tausch? Um, I want the number one pick. I want the number one pick. Hey, Big Cat, uh, Big Cat, before you go, uh, so when you had Rodgers on your show, you said yeah. that every time he's eliminated from the playoffs, it's your Super Bowl because the Bears haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 or 40 years. Was yeah. tonight a Super Bowl win for you? Oh, oh, oh yeah, ring me. I, I tweeted it out, ring me. I, I raised another banner. It's it's great. It's just a great feeling. They weren't um, good enough to deserve that much attention. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? We just talked about how they were going to make a run. You guys agreed with me. They were Team of Destiny. Uh, who was that? You just agreed with me. How can you say that it, you just agreed with me two seconds I, ago? I agree. Big Cat, I agreed with you. I don't know if Homer actually no, did. No, I tried to help Come on, Tausch Homer. out. No, I tried Come to tell Tausch out a few weeks ago, and he said all yeah, this crap, true, guys. and I said that's garbage. Yes. They were playing great uh, ball. They, I mean, Tua was concussed, whatever. They were playing great ball. <laughs> they beat my Bears. Like, whatever. Like, they were... They were team of destiny. Listen, I, I they, they were going to make a run. I, unfortunately, I, listen, if I could go back in time and change the result tonight, I would, but I can't. Well, that's, oh, that's no, big of you. That's you mighty big of you. I appreciate that. You would have go to San Francisco and get crushed by the 49ers. Admit it. You would have preferred no. that. Oh, that would have felt better. A, no. Listen, this is the time. There you go. That was big cat. I, I, and I said back to him, I respect the trolling because he said it was 1 a.m. Is that what time it well, was? It was, it was 1 a.m. at his time. Okay, it was midnight I don't care. Time. Midnight, yeah. yeah. It was after he he's was done trolling, recording PMT. He's trolling the guys in, in Milwaukee at midnight? Yes, yes. They, and at this time tomorrow, Big Cat will be on with us celebrating his ring. Tomorrow will be the parade. Ring me. You know, he got the ring on Sunday, and then he gets the parade two yeah. days later. And that will parade time tomorrow, 4 o'clock with Barstool Big Cat. Excellent. All right, Big C's back on the line. Can I do something with you, Big Big C? It's my pleasure. All right, hold on. Do I have the con- do I have data conference here, uh, Meller, or is it set up for me to conference? Try now. I hope this works. Right, or you want to conference him in? Yeah, I'll do that. All right, Why let's not? let's go, Eddie on the north side. Eddie on the north side. Oh. All right, uh, Boy, I love you. It's been a long time. All right, why so. don't you hear Eddie uh, on the north side, Big C on the south side. This is north and south together, the two biggest Justin Fields haters who call into the show. You two should do a little bit like a, 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 like a Justin Fields hate segment together. <laughs> you got go here, and we'll try Thank out you. for like a Justin Fields hate podcast that you guys can Thank record. You. Hey, it's so hating. Hey, Justin won. Hey, Justin won a lot of people on the run. On the run, props. He won them some money, but not on the passing props. <laughs> are you? Is this part of your show? Are you talking to me or you guys? Go do your show. No, hey, hey, uh, Sylvia, I can't really hear him. But anyway, so I'm going to get to the point. Talk Here's to Big C. Friend. You're doing a show. Here's a draft for the Chicago Bears next year. If I was in the draft doing it, I'm drafting anyone from Kentucky, Stanford, and Tennessee, any of them QBs. And as wide receivers, 
I'm taking that stud from TCU, that six four six five, because I love that guy. Nine years in college, it's a little of the thing, but I, I love the combo and all of that. Wait, go ahead. I agree with you, Eddie, about the wide receiver from TCU. Yeah, common so ground. Like We've them. got common ground. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to go with the guy from Stanford, 6'6", 225 pounds. He's got the height to look over all the offensive uh, or defensive linemen and everything like that, and, and I like that there. This is the new Kuiper and... Um... <laughs> yeah, correct. Hey Eddie, check it out though. What you think about this? Cause they got they got they uh they got commercial college, the most exciting player. We got an MEP award. Most excited player award. What you think about that, Eddie? Wait, where? The guy from Tennessee? I love that guy too. No, they come by Fields. Oh, listen to the commercial on ESPN one hundred. They said the most it's exciting definitely player. Definitely written by Danny Zetterman, wasn't it? That copy was written no. by Danny. I don't think no, Danny didn't write anything like this because I would have called him about it. But you know, the best sports radio <laughs> yeah. Chicago of all time is uh, ESPN One Thousand right here. So the freedom of speech and everything right there. Never. So anything Danny didn't write any of this, so he should have called me about it. But field, I don't. Is what I was talking about. I get uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. this this has been great. You guys, you guys passed this with flying colors. Hey, Phil, no joke. Hey, get that number four overall pick from Indiana. All right, get it from Ursay. Get that fourth pick draft. Uh, we got, we got you. We have you down for that. You've already told us. Trade hey, wait a second. Was Big C? I just for the record, I don't even remember. Were you a Mitch fan, Big C? A Mitch. You heard me. You don't have to repeat me. Were you a Mitch fan? <laughs> I, thought, I thought he had a lot of development. Okay. I think it takes, okay. Like I just say, so I would just say six years of development. You don't have six hey, years Gino. of development. Look at Geno Smith. Look at Geno Smith. That was Justin Fields. He, he, he was in the truth. Twitch chat when I said that Justin Fields needs development. He goes, he was calling it a narrative. A narrative, a narrative. But well, yet you just he, gave me he, six years. He, he just was talking yeah. about six years for Mitch. Wait, wait. Like, who was in the hey, Twitch chat? Geno Smith was in the Twitch chat? No, Big C was oh, in okay. the Twitch chat. I thought you meant Geno Smith Phil, was actually in Twitch. Hey, Phil needs six years. Phil needs – he's just like a Damon Winston or Mario. I think he's probably been in a better place six years from now than what they are now. But he needs six years. Be real. Why do you know it? You Six years. No, you can't. Way. Listen, you can't do that. It's the same reason why they couldn't give with first round quarterbacks. You have to make Yurko talks about it all the time. You have to make a decision after the third year about picking up their fifth year option. Right, Thanks right, for the call, right. Big C. We gave it you a can't shot. Do we gave it a shot. Well, I think that went about as well as you could have hoped it would have gone. I, I, yeah. the, 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 I think I spun Eddie silly. I think I finally figured out how to confuse Eddie. I just don't think. <laughs> that's throw him on like, a conference. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> throw him on a conference. With big, he didn't know what hit him. Like, I think you forfeit the right to take the, the moral high ground, for lack of a better term, term, or the quarterback guru high ground when – a couple of years ago, you're promoting Mitch as your answer at quarterback. And then Andy Dome. But right. Yes, but, so, but I mean, like, match, listen, yeah. I, the, the, I think that, you know, 
You just can't call and scream at people then yeah. about their lack of QB knowledge when that was your stance. You're right. It, it's certainly been a day. Uh, we've got the good, the bad, the dirty coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. The good. It's gone! Oh, my God! The bad. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. And the dirty. I'm talking about nasty. Wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. The good, the bad, the dirty. Every Monday we go around the room. And uh, we pick out one thing good, one thing bad, one thing dirty from the sports weekend. Doesn't have to be sports either. It could be uh, anything that uh, we came across. It's brought to you by Window Nation, 866-90-NATION. Visit windownation.com. Check them out today. Waddle, what's your good? My good is off the football grid. And you mentioned this a little bit, well, a while ago. My good is the performance of Zach Levine. Oh, I was going to use that. Well, we could share That's it. That's a good one. Uh, what a great weekend. Friday at Philadelphia, a Sixers team they'd never beaten with Joel Embiid on the floor. And thankfully, he wasn't on the floor, so they beat them. Zach was 11 of 13 from beyond the arc in scoring 41 points. The following night here at the UC against the Jazz, he was 6 of 12 from behind the arc, mm-hmm. 36 points. So... You know, a tip of the cap. We've been critical when criticism yeah. was warranted. When praise is what's warranted, we will deliver that as well. Yeah. So my good is the performance of Zach Levine recently. It, it, it really is. He does look like he's healthier and he's more confident. Um, Teams uh, always look better when shots are dropping, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they, it's true. But he does look, he, yeah. he just looks... Right. Someone well, tw- not just that, but defensively, he's been more engaged recently as yeah, well. Yeah, and someone tweeted me over the weekend when I was tweeting about the Bears yesterday saying, okay, Sylvie, do your apology to Zach next. And I go, apologize for what? Apologizing for saying that he deserved the max? Because remember, a lot of people said, Sylvie, you should apologize for saying that Zach should get the max. I've always said that like, he is at 28 years old or whatever he is. He's a max guy because you can always get proper value for him going forward, especially now when he plays like this. Um, But he thought I was too hard on Zach. I'm like, before you come after me asking me for my apology for Zach, go after the locker room who is going after Zach. Go after Billy who benched Zach. Go after AK who he's had issues with. Don't come after your friendly talk show host from 2 to 6 who just wanted Zach Levine to play better basketball. Yeah. Uh, Zach set the bar. So It's like what we like to say. Yeah. The players set the bar. And by the way, I would reserve my apologies for more meaningful things. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true too. Um, my, uh, my, my good then, since you took uh, Zach Levine, will be the, the, the football Sunday. I'm going to go with the triple header of Bears losing, doing their part to the Vikings. Boo! The Houston Texans for winning. Booyah! And the Green Bay Packers for losing. Take that. That was a Sunday, my friend. That was a good way to get the new year started. I would say as a Bears fan, with everything the way it was entering yesterday. And again, 
a better day as you win the AFC or the NFC title or all that other good stuff. But based on circumstances as they were yesterday, how could yesterday have gone any better for a Bears fan? Not not in context of what what we're looking at. Right, there. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it was I'm a banner you. day. Banner day. Right. Hopefully, it will lead to real banners. Mallor, what's your uh, what's your good? I think everybody will agree what I'm about to say is the best news that we've received of the weekend, and that is that Demar Hamlin has been released from the hospital in Cincinnati as he continues his recovery in Buffalo, which is a perfect opportunity for me to play yesterday's highlight of yes, the day, unmistakably, good. courtesy of CBS, as the Buffalo Bills game began. The Patriots kicked off to Naheem Hines and the Bills. And I know this is your time. You'd like to keep us updated. Yeah, we'll keep everybody posted on Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Miami and the Jets were underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. And you saw the tears in so many Bills players' eyes on the sidelines. It was a great moment and very uplifting. It was fantastic. Um, you know, again, like, you, you, I, I had to, like, kind of check because I was, like, looking at the Bears. I'm like, is this real? Is this, are they showing, like, stock footage from something else? Sports. I rewound, rewound and I showed it to my kids. Every now and again, sports will provide you with a magical moment, won't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It never fails. Yeah. The best reality show there is. Tyler, what's your gut? So his team's not going to the playoffs, but yesterday, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers got a win, which gives Mike Tomlin now 16 consecutive seasons without finishing below 500. I think that is one of the most impressive running streaks in all of sports right now. They killed the the Browns yesterday, but that model of consistency that he's built in Pittsburgh is impeccable. And to echo that, think about the, the factoid I just gave you in the last segment. Despite the Green Bay Packers dominating the NFC North, Three times in the last six years, they have finished a season below 500. Yeah, that's that's good point. Think about that. And they've had Aaron Rodgers the whole time. I believe one of the seasons was interrupted by his injury. But to say what you just said about Mike Tomlin never having a below 500 season, and then you compare it to a team that has dominated our division for quite some time that's had three seasons below 500 in the last six years. That's what Pretty the Bears, cool. like I've always said, that's what the Bears should be. Because they are a family-run team by the Roonies that it, you can do it if you're run correctly, even by a family. You know, the Roonies do it the right way. They've they had don't, three coaches in their entire I mean. time yes, in the league. they scout it right. They, they know how to pick quarterbacks. They know how to draft wide receivers. They win Super Bowls. It's incredible. That what? streak was very much in jeopardy, too. Oh, like, yes, it was. They finished on a four-game winning streak. They were 5-8 and eight and needed four straight wins to close that thing out. And then he, he made the move to the rookie. Yeah. And that helped. What do you got for your bad? My bad, it was the uh, performance of the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. They were the 4 o'clock game, the 3 o'clock game, rather. Uh, they were all over my television, the television that wasn't on the red zone. Uh, and that was a hideous performance by Dak. 14 of 37, 128 yards and a pig six. They had 180 total yards. And I believe there were several starters from the Washington 
commanders that weren't playing. I know Jonathan Allen wasn't in. It was just, I mean, for a team that still had hopes of winning, I believe there was a chance, wasn't there, that they could not only win the NFC East but have the number one overall seed. Obviously, the Eagles had to lose against a Giants team that wasn't playing people, and the 49ers could lose. But regardless, they that was hideous. And I said to you guys, and this is master of the obvious, if they're one and done in the postseason, he's gone. It's if it's no especially question. the way he, they are playing. Yeah, he's he should like he's not a good coach. Dak has not not taken that step that a lot of people were hoping that he would take. I'm shocked because I've always been a Dak supporter. My bet is, um, and I could go a couple different ways. We were just complimenting the Steelers. What were they doing with the sack celebration with the CPR? I didn't see that. I saw it only because of Twitter. My wife actually pointed it out to me. This, I think, was lost on someone. They celebrated, or the guy who had the sack, I forgot which player it was. It was really quick, but someone came over and, and like... They were doing a, a, C, a like a, a mock CPR on his chest uh, six days after Demar Hamlin. I would say that that is the epitome of being tone deaf. What, what, like I could go dirty on this one. It's just bad. Is a tone deaf bad? Whatever. Yeah. Pick your definition. That's not good. Not good. What, what do you got, Miller? Agreed. Pretty ridiculous. Uh, interesting, Waddle. You mentioned in your bad how the Giants weren't playing anybody. Brian Dayball, you know, he um, he had Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah. Leonard Williams. All those guys played zero snaps. Meanwhile, yesterday, Chargers. Brandon Staley got very defensive in the postgame press conference after the Los Angeles Chargers, who were locked in. To their five seed, stuck playing the Jaguars. Nothing they could do in their 325 kickoff. And yet still, they had Justin Herbert playing 55 snaps. Austin Eckler playing 33 snaps. Keenan Allen played 52 snaps. Mike Williams only played 25 because he had to leave because of a back injury. After he had re-entered the game because he had injured his ankle earlier in the game. What are you doing? Mm. You had nothing to play for. And now you have a key contributor from your offensive side of the ball now questionable for your playoff game. May, this, I mean, it was I, I'm with you 100%. The days, the days of, of look, if you're going to extend the season to 17 games, I don't want to hear anybody bitching and moaning if you sit your players. And not that anybody is. You, te- you treat your team the way you feel you should treat your team, especially as you're heading into the postseason. There's nothing for you to gain. And I don't give a rat's ass about... You know, the, the competitive legitimacy of the league. If you're playing a team, and not that they were, but, like, I don't want to have the conversation. If the Bears want to sit their guys, sit your guys. Whoever wants to sit. You make the season 17 games, and there's only 48 guys d- dressed. I must choke. Almost 48 <laughs> guys on the field on any given Sunday because you don't want to expand the rosters because that would be yeah. more money. Yeah. Like, then, if I want to sit my guys, you could kiss my... Yeah, my your backside. Ass. Yeah, say it. They lost anyway to no, the Broncos. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just. It was. It was so weird that they were doing. And, and Keenan Allen caught a ball on third down from Chase Daniel. Yeah, late. Keenan Allen <laughs> has had more uh, injuries. leg injuries than any receiver. He's missed like ten games this year. What, what are you doing? I. He wants to get fired, I Listen, think. Listen, Meller, you said this on the text I sent you guys about if Dallas is one and out. Look, if the Chargers are one and done. Tim's coaching the team. It's right. It's time and place. It's yes. in context. Yes, of course There was it is. no reason for them to be doing that. None.
None. So, so what do you got, uh, Tyler? What's your bad? My bad's kind of a piggybacking off of Waddle, but just the play of Dak Prescott the last couple of weeks. Last seven weeks, he's thrown 11 interceptions. He only played in 12 games this season, but he tied for the lead in the league in interceptions with 15 alongside Davis Mills. This team very well could go one and done in the playoffs. And, and listen, if you're going to throw a lot of interceptions, your, your touchdown totals better be be up there as well and that hasn't been the case for Dak like I don't believe the touchdowns 23 23 to how many interceptions 23 to 15 no if you're throwing 15 interceptions you got to be throwing me 32 35 touchdowns they're not running the ball well either no What do you got for your dirty? My dirty was uh, what happened last night in Green Bay. I think we probably are all thinking the same way. Quay Walker, very talented rookie, pushes a Detroit Lions trainer. Uh, He gets kicked out. Devontae West, one of their other rookies. I think he's the other first-round rookie player, defensive tackle. He came over and, and, and body bumped the guy afterwards. And he was he would what was not identified. I have no idea. Like what are they thinking? This is so so immature, childish, and stupid. And yeah. it, uh, listen, you are better defense with Quay Walker on the field. Not to mention, you know, how awful it was that you're going after a, a trainer in any way, shape, or form. But when your team has to win to advance, it's just dirty and stupid all the way around. Uh, was in uh, Cancun, met a nice family from Chicago. A lot of Chicagoans at a resort at the Westin in Cancun. Uh, the guy, the, the father... Big listener of the show. He's met both of us before. He was telling me he thought of me earlier in the day uh, before I ran into him. And I'm like, why were you thinking of me? He goes, I went to go pick up some groceries. And I went to go save some money. And I hopped on after I had the groceries onto the bus. And I made a bad decision. And I trusted a fart. He's sitting on the bus. And sure enough, he gambled and he lost. Wow, his comfort level with himself to actually tell you that story is quite impressive. He crapped his pants in Cancun, Mexico on public transportation. And sure enough, who does he think of? You. Me. Yeah. So now, As whenever someone craps their pants, who do they think of? Me. That's dirty. Well, no, it's common sense. <laughs> and who hasn't crapped their pants sometime on vacation? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Especially when you're drinking margaritas right. and you're eating a bunch of tacos. Yeah. But uh, I love it that, that people are always thinking of me when now when they crop their pants. I have done my job. Yeah. Uh, Meller, what's your dirty? All right, my dirty, uh, this is me because I feel a little dirty doing this to somebody who was raised in Chicago. But for a long time, Greg Gumbel has been a very good announcer. He's had a very illustrious career. But yesterday, I caught portions of the Browns and Steelers game. And about six minutes into the second quarter, Deshaun Watson obviously has been starting for the Browns for, what, six, seven weeks now? Got this from Greg, Greg Gumbel. Brissett still with the ball. Now throws inside the five to the end zone. Najoku with. So uh, he gave us a Brissett. Then kind of trailed off on a touchdown. Then in the second quarter, like uh, Eddie from the North Side's called a little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Then in the second quarter, late in the first half, got this when the Steelers had the ball. Johnson rolling, looking, throws, and that is out of bounds. Fryermuth couldn't stay in bounds. Of course, Kenny Pickett is the Steelers' quarterback. Remember, he did this uh, what two weeks ago, calling uh, Darnold Trubisky. For like a quarter. I mean, listen, he's 76 years old. He's been awesome. 
We may have she a. That old? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he was that old. He well, you know really why? Because well. I, I looked it up when my mom started calling for mandatory retirement ages in the broadcast booth. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. She must have loved Dick Stockton. Look, Dick Stockton. Well, we Dick. have a new uh, contender for the Dick Stockton Award winner. They this should year. give out the Dick Stockton Award. Do, does any like awful announcing or any I other mean, like should we like claim to it? Yeah, we should we, give out yeah. the Dick Stockton Waddle and Sylvie Award every year. Well, we give it out to an aged uh, broadcaster. Well, I think Greg Gumbel's locked it up for 2023. <laughs> we'll wrap us up here, Tyler. All right. Anybody who had a ticket on the Jets plus three and a half yesterday, did you see the bad beat at the end of the game? The Jets are tossing the ball around, and it ends in a safety and a three-point game, turning it into a five-point game. If you missed it, just check out the video. It was awful. I've been on the receiving end, the wrong end of the, some of those plays in the past. Yeah, Everybody yeah. has. Yeah. Everybody has. Well, those of us, those of you who have played, right? No, no, I mean gambling. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the, the gambling play. Yes. Oh, right. I, that, I thought you meant in the game. No, yeah. I mean, have you not been on the receiving end of one of those losses before? Whether you've got the game covered right, and all of a right. sudden another they lateral. They at the 25-yard yeah. line and it turns into a safety. In no, it. no, I meant gambling. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, coming up next, um, we have a brand new segment for 2023. I think this is going to be very interesting. I think you guys are going to love this. I think it's going to be quite controversial. And we already have controversy within the ranks planning this segment. We will share this with you coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. It's time to find the great on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2 and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great presented by Great Clips. All right, we've done many things with Great Clips and uh, how we do this segment, Find the Great. For 2023, we're going to do something new for Find the Great. 2023, we will be celebrating ESPN 1000's 25th anniversary. Uh, ESPN purchased AM 1000 in 1998. So this will be the 25th anniversary year. Of ESPN 1000. And it will be a great year. We have a lot of great events planned this year. So we will be coming up with a list. The Waddle, me, Meller, Tyler, and Danny Zetterman, and maybe some others will put together the 25 greatest moments in Chicago sports in the last 25 years. Gotcha. 25 and 25. 25 and 25. This won't be in history. This will be over the last 25 years, since 1998, including the 1998 year, uh, the 25 greatest sports moments. And we need to refine this. Like, will, will acquisitions be a part of this? Like, are those considered moments? Do they need to be on field? What, 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 like, and, and, and so... Th- it's going to be absolutely spectacular. Um, it will be controversial because what will be included, what won't be. The debate that we've been having is, is Danny believes this should be more of a memorable list. Now, the, again, it's not the 25 most memorable moments, right. it's the 25 greatest moments. This is called the 25 greatest moments over the last 25 years. 
he believes like Bartman should be in this. No. He believes Parkey should be in this. No, I don't believe. Neither do I. I, I, And I said, the list is called the 25 greatest moments of Chicago sports in the last 25 years. And I believe we will have no problem filling this. We've had three Stanley Cup championships. We've had two World Series championships, one by each team. We've had... A Bulls championship from 1998. We've had... Bears uh, go to the Super Bowl. Right. We've had a Bears Super Bowl season, which they did not win. There have been lots of great moments. The Sky won a WNBA championship a couple years ago. Yes. Loyola went to the Final Four. Yes. I mean, there's a lot. Yes. I I, I think it will be tough. There will be a lot of things that should be on the list that could be left out, a matter of fact, that we don't need to fill it with memorable moments. So, like, over the course of the next week, we will start this list in a couple of weeks. Where throughout the year, we will count this thing down. We will put it on social media, 25, all the way to number one. And we will take suggestions over things that must be on this list. It will ultimately come down to a vote of us. And, like... Here's a topic for you. Sort of like we're inviting consternation, much like the holiday parody song contest. Yes. Where everyone tells us we suck based on the things that we've chosen. Yeah. Should yesterday and what happened with the Texans be included on the 25 list? Like, is yesterday a part of that? The Bears getting the number one pick. Is that I'm does that make the list? The Bears have never had the number one pick. Or is that compared to some of the great moments that we've had over the last 25 years? Is that not worthy? We don't know what that number one pick will equate to. 312-332-3776. Derek Rose should make the list. The Bulls winning the lottery and acquiring Derek Rose should make the list. Yes. We need to come up with more ground rules. 312-332-3776. Ryan Poles speaks tomorrow. What do you want him to say about Justin Fields tomorrow? What should he say? What do you want him to say about Justin Fields tomorrow? What do you want him to do with the number one pick? Three three two three seven seven six. We'll take your calls next.